Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. JTraderSales.com. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Good afternoon, Mr. Rick Schaefer. Well, good afternoon, Randy Rainwater. If you want to call us whatever you want to about frozen tundra, you can. It is uh, very cold here. In fact, at uh, 2 o'clock this morning, it was 51 degrees. At 10 o'clock this morning, it was 21 degrees, and we're not going to see 32 degrees again until Wednesday. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Got just a brushing of snow. It's The streets are clear now, so it looks like it's fine to drive, but um, golly, it is really cold. And the wind's blowing, too. The earlier day, I was looking, and when the temperature was 21, the wind chill was 7. So it's a cold, cold time up here. Well, I'm going to bring in Gusty the Snowman, the weather giant, <laughs> better known as Damon. Yeah. And Damon was uh, saying he had made communication with the National Weather Service. So I'll let yeah. Damon take that story from there. Well, this is going to be a very strong system with, uh, with a potential for lots and lots of dry, powdery snow. Yeah. And amounts that they were telling me this morning for much of the state would be around three to six inches with some possibly higher amounts given the fact of the strength of the system and the uh, the uh, depth of the cold air. So, uh, from about noon Sunday through, I believe, uh, the, the midday point on Tuesday, well, we are going to have a very uh, dicey situation developing across Arkansas. So, be prepared, and the big deal about this, the temperatures are going to be very frigid, and this yep. is not going to uh, be melting anytime soon. So if you've got any last-minute preparations you need to make, get out and do them now. Wow, now, Damon, that sounds real doomsday. That's really nice of you, you know. So <laughs> Well, it ain't doomsday. I'm, it's the truth. I'm looking at our weather forecast. There's no snow. Tomorrow, our high is going to be 31. So yes, it's going to that's, get close. that's why we're saying take the time Sunday, now yes. and prepare. Sunday, we may get a little snow. It's like just 35%, but our high Sunday 16, Monday 17, Tuesday 17. But that's the only snow it shows is possibly a little bit Sunday. So, Well, that's for you guys up in the northwest. Yeah. So Down it's going to hit you all harder, huh? So Randy's not going to be able to complain? How about that? Well, <laughs> I believe he's even trying to get set up from the house for that couple of days. But Yeah, uh, well, he should. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday are going to be pretty cold. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Okay, well, well, Randy, do we have Chris Turnage today? Yes. But, well, let me just go ahead and see if he's... Yeah, standing well, by. I don't lose him because there's so much to talk standing about. Standing by, as yeah. we hope, Chris Turnage, our NFL agent yeah. and guru. Are you there, Chris? Okay, he's not on that line. Let's see if he's on this line. Chris, are you there? He should be calling in about any minute, only because okay. of the fact. I said 410. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. 410. So, I just uh, like that there's, you know, gosh... Can you believe the New England Patriots and Alabama have already hired new coaches? I expected that from Alabama, only because of the fact that if they don't plug the hole, uh, there's going to be there's sure. going to be yeah there's going to be a lot of guys jumping ship. Well, they're they today. They've had 19 already in the transfer portal. Okay, and they've had nine uh, declare for the NFL. So that's 28 players. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You you've got to uh you gotta be proactive. Now I don't know how many players, if any, uh the board plans to bring from Washington, Washington. but those players they don't seem to be going in the transfer portal. No. They seem to be turning pro. Well so I doubt know, he can only, I doubt he can change their mind if they're gonna turn pro. Yeah, there's only two or three of them and uh in Washington to Alabama is a long way for a football player. I don't know if the, yeah. uh, co- you know, maybe not for a coach, but for a football player, that's a long way to go. So who knows about that? Um, but evidently, um, Jimmy Sexton strikes again because did you see the new contract that Florida State's coach got? Norvell. Mike, Nor- Mike Norvell. Yeah, so $10 Mike million Norvell, a year. $10 million a year for eight years. He's had one great year at Florida State. Yeah. He's at a school that says, we don't have enough money. And they promised him $10 million a year for eight years. They promised to increase his recruiting budget, promised to increase his staff, but they don't have enough money. They need to leave the league. I hope Florida State never wins another game. Well, uh, uh, They are the biggest crybabies in all of athletics. But anyway, they, so he gets a 10-year deal. Steve Sarkeesian was another one that people thought might have had interest. I don't know if he would have, and I don't know if Alabama would have had interest in him, but he's making a little less than $6 million a year. He's probably about to make 9 to $10 million a year, I'm guessing. What do you think? What about Kiffin? I, I, apparently his name never yeah. had any traction Guess at all. I, I, did, I never saw uh, anything that I read or any of the... I mean, he was always on the list of potential hires, but I, I just never heard any traction. Well, the only thing I can say there is, remember, he left before the national championship game. Wasn't his that, choice, that, but yeah. That, that, and so Saban evidently is going to stay to consult and help yeah. with the transition. That might have had something to do with it. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, could, you're, could have. You're absolutely I mean, I think correct. they're patched up, and I think they're okay with relationship, but as far as being the next coach at Alabama, Saban might have said, nah, let's don't do that. No, no, you're right. I, I don't know how much Saban had any input on the hire. I'm sure he had some. Why would you not consult yeah, someone like Nick Saban? Right. And obviously the record that is uh, of the board is – it's like 136 wins and only like 12 losses. Oh, well, gosh, his record's amazing. It's amazing. Three, three national championships at a lower level, 12-0 uh, at Washington. His, his two-year record at Washington is astonishing enough. So, But you're talking about a guy, he's replacing a guy that over 17 years won 88% of his games. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I, you have to go back and look at whatever Newt Rockney did, I guess. Yeah. But, Eighty-eight percent over seventeen years. That that is. But did beyond. Rockney? Now I, I can understand Bear Bryant because yeah. he had Texas A&M, Kentucky, right. and Alabama. So well, I, I'm just, we're just talking about Alabama. His record at Alabama. But even at Alabama, Saban had some down years. I mean, excuse me, Bear Bryant had some down years. The only down year Saban had was his first one. After that, they won ten every year. Bear Bryant, now, they played 10 games a year back then, or 11, but still when you deal with percentages, uh, it was in, what, 68 through 70. Uh, six, they, they'd won six games each of those years, barely snuck into bowl games. Uh, his last team was 8-4. and four. So, uh, you know, they, he, he had some years that weren't com- comparable to Saban's. Well, that's what I mean, though. Uh, if you look at the longevity yeah. of what... From Toledo all the way oh, to yeah. Alabama, yeah, never that's unprecedented. I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody will ever be able. Now, the one thing I think he was eight victories away from three hundred. Uh, that is Saban. I'm kind of surprised to a degree that he did not at least hang on for one more year. But that you know, some can say, well, he's only being selfish. All he wanted to do, he was there only to set that record. That's not Saban. That that would no, have been no. a byproduct. Yeah. That would not have been the reason he would have came back, per se. But, uh, man, I would hate to think. I. It's kind of like a pitcher in Major League Baseball back when that 
300 wins used to be such a uh, you know a oh. sacred number. Yeah, we'll and I retire, yeah. and I could maybe get one more year under the sun and maybe reach that 300 level. Yeah, well, got early win. What he start about. Ten games before he got two ninety nine, he finally got his three hundredth, and then he, he retired. So yeah, it, it, but it it was a sacred number, but it's not going to be. Nobody's ever going to get it again. No, uh, Justin no, Verlander no. wants to pitch till he's forty six. I still don't think he's going to get three hundred wins. So that's that's a tough one. Now two fifty is a is amazing, and we're going to see guy. We're going to see. 10, 20, 15 years from now, we're going to see starting pitchers. Maybe 225. That's right. If you win 200, you might get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Whereas there are plenty of guys that have won 200 that have been bypassed by the Hall of Fame. Yeah, where do you... If that would be the case, that you start letting guys in with 200, how do you go back, though, to the guys... I did win 200. It's like, Uh, wait a minute. Sure. Wait a minute. I I was in the time where... And a starter was expected to go eight to nine innings. Yeah, right. That's right. So it's a whole it's a whole different thing, and that's that's why you can't you can't change. You can't go back. You know, it used to be if you hit three hundred, you were a superstar. Now, if you hit two seventy, but yeah, you hit a bunch of home runs, yeah. you're a superstar. So yeah. Anyway, all that. But anyway, so Alabama now New England. I guess they didn't have to move so quite so quickly, but. Evidently, they kind of already promised this guy he was going to be the next head coach because they they never announce uh, long-term contracts for assistant coaches. But when um, Jared Mayo was hired, was retained last year, he'd been there a few years, they made a big deal out of his long-term agreement. And so uh, from what I'm reading, the, the, the original thought was the Patriots would be better than they were this year. That Belichick would coach in 2024. That was the last year of his contract, and then Mayo would be the head coach. But evidently, uh, things move quicker because of their poor season. And now, Jared Mayo is the coach. So the Patriots did not hold the Mayo. Yeah, <clears throat> it was in the contract. He was the coach in waiting. Right until they announced that. I'm not sure they announced that. The media obviously found out the terms of his previous contract. Right. Um, But I'm wondering, because this allowed them to bypass the Rooney rule that they have to interview. Which is fine. They hired a black coach. Because, well, because this was a prior agreement. Right. Uh, that had a certain uh, different I mean, that's what the Rooney rule was about, is to get minority candidates. And that's what they hired one. Yeah. But uh, here's here's the case where I got to believe... I just got to I got to believe that it was one of those cases where Kraft may have felt I'm not sure how much longer we can hang on to Mayo that if Belichick hangs around for a couple of more years this guy may finally say I mean if this is if this is the guy that you have designated years ago or how many years ago that's to be uh, your coach in waiting then how long is that I mean we've seen that so many times where oh, a coach yeah. in waiting says right. I'm tired of this stuff. I, you know, yeah. this guy's not retiring. I'm moving on. Remember when Will Muschamp was the coach in waiting at Texas? Yeah. And Burt Brown was going to be there for a while, so he left, got to take another job. Yep. Those things happen. But think about the sandwich vendors there who can sell sandwiches with Kraft cheese and mayo. I mean, what a deal for the Patriots, huh? <laughs> This fits, and mail this fits so well for you, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. You think, this... anybody's, think anybody thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some marketing going on right now that yeah. will have that as... Uh... It's too bad he, if he was still alive, they could bring back Jack Ham and throw him in there. <laughs> uh, okay, he was a stealer. I don't think he'd fit. Yeah. Okay, now... After you railed a few moments ago, hoping that Florida State never wins a game, even against Sisters <laughs> of the Poor. That's right. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. Okay. I am not sure what the NCAA is trying to prove or thinking they can throw down this gauntlet, this line, and say, oh, no, you can't do that. The NCAA has penalized Florida State football. They get a 
a probation over what? NIL inducements. Two years probation. Yeah. It's got to disassociate, oh, boo-hoo, with its the- NIL collective for one season for violating rules on using name, image, and likeness because of offers as a recruiting inducement. Well, wow, you're going to be busy. Yeah, I only saw it was one. Yeah, and one. Guy, okay, and guy, one. And the guy and the guy didn't go to Florida. He's a, he was a Georgia offensive lineman. Yeah. And after apparently the offer was made, he he uh, took back uh, his his transfer portal option and remained with Georgia. Yeah. This is ridiculous, Rick. Yeah. Are, are you going to investigate now every? No. Every well, well, if they do, team, if they do. They'd never get to the bottom of it. <laughs> if they do, they're going to be all over How the map. How many athletes does a school recruit in a given year? Now it goes all the way down to the high school level. What are they going to do? Are they going to have three hundred plus investigators assigned three to each school? And oh, have a good time. See what you can find. Let's slap two years of probation. The Poro assistant coach, who was, by the way, the offensive coordinator, he gets a three-game ban. How ridiculous! Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. But they, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, I mean, the guy didn't even get a honey of a deal. Hey, I mean, well, good just, gracious, just fifteen thousand a month, hundred eighty thousand for the year. But then, it, that's probably but why he didn't go there. He said, <laughs> "That's well, jump change." But it's amazing they could offer that because they don't have any money. <laughs> Maybe the collective does. Maybe the athletic department does it. That is wrong. That is so yeah. wrong. Yeah. Oh, investigators didn't find that head coach Mike Norvell had committed any violations. Well, good. But did did you not, as Rick said a few moments ago, give him this nice raise? Mm-hmm. They sure did. Yeah. Now maybe he ought to use some of it to he ought to just donate two million a year to their whatever their collective is. You see I any wish. coaches doing that? Do you see, don't wouldn't you love to know if these coaches that are making anywhere from five to ten million dollars and complaining about the NIL, wouldn't you love to know how many of them give to their collective? Or in this case, a university now has the edge. I guess you can give that and get a tax deduction. Uh, I don't know how they figured that out, but they have. So. Okay, uh, don't you wonder if any Arkansas coaches donate to that? Now, I'm just I'm just saying that because it's Arkansas. But what about Ole Miss? Ole Miss's collective is, I mean, they're doing they're doing bang up business. Do you think Lane <laughs> Kiffin? Lane Kiffin's making nine million bucks. You think he gave a million to him? Do no. you think he gave him any money? I doubt it. I well, really he doubt should. it. And well, like, he oh, should. We need more money. We need more money. Well, then why don't you give some? Well, okay. Uh, aren't we supposed to tithe when we go to our church to support well, I, the church? I don't regard I don't regard giving to the collective a tithe. But, well, uh, but I'm saying, but you if know, you're saying a coach is making that kind of money, you know, give ten percent to your church and give ten percent to the uh, collective, and you're still doing. If you're yeah, making nine yeah. million, that means you're still yeah. making seven point two. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I I just think this. I mean, this is beyond. Ridiculous. I understand the NCAA yeah. is trying their very best to kind of reestablish a footing, but yet they're willing to give up football to this new subdivision and let the football schools then make up their own rules and guidelines <laughs> and so right. forth. Isn't that funny? I've <laughs> never done that before. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're willing to give up basically total control. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but the college football playoff never has been uh, administered or even have oversight. Uh, the NCAA has never had oversight or guidance or a, a role with the college football playoffs. They stand by and watch like fans. So I guess in some ways, what are they losing? They're losing nothing. And maybe they're taking a major headache off their hands because now the police seem to have to come from the sub division and maybe the subdivision can set some guardrails on some of this stuff uh, man that that would be getting all those power five schools together and whoever else decide they want to get in this subdivision wouldn't you love to be in that first 
overall meeting to try to who's going who's going to lead it number one. Yeah. Uh, but then, okay, guys, let's start setting some rules here. Let's uh let's start setting some guidelines that we're all going to adhere. And now realize it's going to take a majority to pass any kind of rules that we're going to have. Well, you got to believe the Big Ten is going to go along with the SEC, or the SEC is going to get along with the uh, Big 12. You're supposed to. You'd have to because you're trying to form this subdivision. That's yeah. going to be that, – that will be among the more interesting oh, yeah. um, organizations that will be put together in quite some time. Because well, it's, I mean, it's, it's worse than the – it would be worse than the NCAA, Rick. Yeah, but basically, the SEC and the Big Ten commissioner, if they agree on anything, then that's what's going to happen. That's true. Uh, because, But the question is, will they agree on anything? And, and we and don't that's know. that's true, too. Because they have two very different interests. They both have loaded pocketbooks, but they have very different interests. So, Well, I'll leave off the uh, state and uh, Arkansas added Florida. Defensive back Miguel yep. Mitchell. Yep, another SEC guy. That is the 13th, 13th incoming transfer commitment. Poor Trey Biddy. I know well, he's... I ought to put him up to about 93, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I know Trey is sitting there right now. He's moving these puzzle pieces around. And he's trying somehow to get to 85. And uh, the numbers just right now are simply not adding up. And, uh, I mean, we talked about this with Trey yesterday, that that magic date, I would think January the 16th, surely we're going to find some answers on a Hudson Clark or a Brady Latham or whoever else it may be. Because there's a lot of holes that need to be filled. Join the zone each weekday for the entertainment report brought to you by Bell and Sword of Conway. Find out the very latest breaking news and entertainment each day on the zone. Justin West and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it each day. Bell and Sword has everything for the best dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell and Sword at their new and larger location at 1011 Oak Street. Impressive, powerful, aerodynamic, thrilling, and unforgettable. All words to describe Saracen's January giveaway vehicle, Nissan's exciting 400Z. Play at Saracen all this month for your chance to win an incredible Z car from Welch Nissan. Winning is as easy as simply playing Saracen's games. Take the short 40-minute ride down to Saracen Casino Resort. It's Little Rock's closest place to play, and it's the only place in Arkansas to win a fabulous Z car. Saracen Casino Resort. Gambling problem? Call 800 522 4700 Right now at Fort Thompson's, Grand Refuse 3.0 Waiter, $239.99. Avery Breathable WC Waiter, $239.99. Federal Blue Box 12 Gaze 3 Inch Number 2s, $149.99. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. <laughs> Rowdy Hog Pickleball is the only dedicated pickleball store in Arkansas. Whether you love to dink or smash, their sales professionals can help you choose a paddle that fits your needs. Rowdy Hog Pickleball has everything you need to practice at home and play on the court. Get out of the kitchen and stop by to talk to one of their professionals to ace the new year. Located in the outlet mall down from H&M, Rowdy Hog Pickleball, your one-stop shop to pickleball success. This is Pat Bradley for Wick Davis Lumber Plus. What are your goals for the new year? Planning on updating your home? Or is this the year to break ground and finally build the home of your dreams? Start the process with a lumber yard that has been in business for over seven decades. Wick Davis can recommend a top-notch contractor to get your home building or remodeling process started. They know the world is full of choices and appreciate it when you choose to place your trust with them. With Davis Lumber Plus, a trusted lumberyard for over 70 years. The Big Game is brought to you by Pulaski County's only Buick GMC dealer. Guadney Buick GMC. Shop the latest GM has to offer. Encore, Terrain, Yukon, or the most advanced tailgating machine in the business. GMC Sierra. Give us a call. 945-4444 or shop us online. Guadney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. Guatney for Buick, Guatney for GMC, Guatney for Life. 
After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the Zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. I am a creature of habit. In other words, I like to start my day off by... I walk about a block, live it over a block, to the local Double B's where I pick up my uh, Renoco cup of coffee. But I may have to... See if Steve and Ed, if they deliver. Because as I stepped out of the vehicle earlier, 31 degrees was what the temperature stated. I don't know what the wind chill is, but that wind made it feel like it was zero. And uh, I can almost guarantee you I will not be making that walk. Maybe for a while, only because the fact, I mean, it's just too cold. I'm afraid my coffee would go from hot to frozen by the time I got home. So be sure and load up. Damon was talking about that a few moments ago. Load up right now. And you can go to Double Peaks. You can get milk. You can get bread. You can get all that stuff, including some great drink specials. So rather than dashing out to XYZ grocery store, head out to your local Double Peaks. You can accomplish pretty much the same thing there that you can at your local grocery store. And um, you will be pleased, very pleased, with a lot of the savings that you'll find, especially on some of the drink specials. And if you have your Exxon credit card, you can get 10 cents off the gallon if your hand won't freeze while you're pumping the gas. Um, And be sure and ask your Double B's cashier about signing up for rewards card you can save money on all purchases at all stores. That's Double B's. It's where you guys it, grab it, and go make it Double B's. And we are now joined by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. You know, Kevin, so often we will say, Oh, this is perfect football weather. Is this perfect basketball weather? <laughs> I didn't mean to. Randy, I, I, didn't to I didn't mean to knock you out of your chair. <laughs> no, I was trying to get my phone. I couldn't get the screen to work. It's it's perfect basketball weather if you're playing indoors and you've got proper heating. <laughs> um, anything outside, I don't recommend. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think this is where you head to the uh, asphalt and uh, play a game of hoops right now. I. I I don't. I don't know Randy, how. I, I was so obsessed with it as a kid. I would do that. I, you know, it, it would be so cold outside. It would, the, the, the temperature would affect the pressure, air pressure in the basketball, and I'd play through it anyway, just to drive my mom bonkers. But I mean, it didn't matter the conditions: rain, cold, snow. If I could find a way to go outside and play basketball, I would. Wow! How about that? Did, did were you able to dribble on the ice? I mean, I'd have to. So you, what I would do is I'd walk down to where the closest court was uh, and, and scrape it. That's how much I wanted to play. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. You could have made money going around the neighborhood and then cleaning off sidewalks and so forth. Hmm. I wasn't I wasn't that uh, 
you know, I, I didn't have that. You weren't that ambitious. I, I should have done that. <laughs> uh, That's great. Well, can you scrape the ice off Arkansas shooters? I think ooh, for the women as well. Go. Can you help the women out also? Yeah, Arkansas's just, you know, we, we've seen Arkansas annually start slow in SEC play. I think the, the biggest problem here is the team started slow to the season. I mean, when you when you go three out of four, you lose three out of four games in November. I mean, Arkansas never lost two games in all of non-conference play in those previous three seasons. Uh, and that included, obviously, November, December games, and then when you played that Big 12 SEC Challenge, which is no longer around in January, when you added all that up, Arkansas never lost two more than two non-conference games. Well, they lost three in November against Oklahoma, and that was ugly early December. And even though there was a, a, a bit of a winning streak there, it wasn't against this level of, you know, when you get in the SEC, it's just different. I'm not saying some of these mid-majors aren't good teams and present challenges. Obviously, they did to this Arkansas team, but there's just a different collective athleticism link, uh, talent levels. Uh, the coaching, to me, it takes a, it's, a, it's a notch above when you get into league play. And, and we're seeing already Arkansas's got two double-digit losses. One of them, not just double digits, a, a record loss at home at Bud Walton Arena when you look at that margin, 32 points to Auburn. Um, you know, I think Georgia, when I look at it from a personnel standpoint, I really believe individually Arkansas's talent's better. But one team is a, 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 a team and playing like a team and has won 10 straight. Getting Arkansas at home, Arkansas had its moments and gave itself a chance late, but, uh, you know, it was a game. Again, you know, Rick mentioned it, icy shooting. That was part of the problem, especially from three, when you look at that, three of 21. And then Arkansas just has too many lapses on both sides of the ball to sustain enough. I mean, Arkansas never led in that game, never had a lead. No. Um, couldn't couldn't get couldn't get over the hump, as they say. Uh, weren't even tied. Rick, no, weren't even tied. Yeah. Don't, weren't even tied. Yeah, Unless you're talking zero started zero, six to, started six to nothing, and yeah, you know, Arkansas never even tied the game. Had one had a chance. What did Arkansas do in that six to nothing start? One Two offensive turnover, one offensive foul turnover, followed by four consecutive three point attempts. Yeah, right. Never got a paint touch. Never moved the ball inside out. Never pressured or attacked the rim. Which I'm sorry, you're going to have to do that. Uh, no matter how much better you are with some of your three-point shooting, you, you can't go on the road and, and play a soft brand of basketball and not challenge teams, especially when you probably had a talent advantage. I think Arkansas did in that game. It didn't matter. Ten-point loss, and you were down ten at halftime. You fought within three, and you ended up on the scoreboard still down ten. So you, you broke even in the second half, which is not good enough to win in the SEC, certainly not on the road. I saw somebody post on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, and also call it Twitter, lessons learned from Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. And they had top ten lessons that they learned, and one of them that sticks out prominently to me, you're addressing, is team always comes first. No individual is above the team. And I'm not saying there's individuals on this team that are putting themselves first. I don't know. I'm not around them. I have no idea. But to your point that Georgia was more of a team than Arkansas says something is going on, that this team is not gelling together to saying the most important thing is to win, not whether I get a shot off or not. Well, and here's a combination of things that I think is more troubling this time around than the previous three years. Eric Melsman keeps saying that their practices are great. Mm. Practices are great. He's got no complaints there. So yeah, so they, how do you, you keep hearing huh? from players and coaches that the chemistry, there's none, all of that's great. Everybody gets along, everybody's working, you know. So you got those two problems. You got those two things that don't seem like a problem at all. And yet you're seeing consistent not carrying over to the floor. You're seeing guys that are supposed to be defensive specialists or all SEC preseason picks or what things that you expected that you're just not seeing enough from in terms of consistent production and execution. So I think that's more problematic than previous years where you where Mossman was frank and said, we're not very good. You know, we don't always have great practices or we don't have everyone in the gym. Uh, everybody needs to be in the gym on their own time to get better or work on things. You, you, you don't hear as much of that. So if, if everything's hunky-dory behind the doors, behind closed doors and practices are great, where can you go from that? What more can you get out of this team? Uh, to turn a corner. I, I think that's a little troubling. It, it, it sounds like a positive, but in fact, 
when the results are what they are, given that, where do you go from there? I can use two examples that now almost seem like um, dreams. That is the exhibition game against Purdue and the game against Duke. And then you were talking about the mid-majors and so forth and so on, Kevin. Not the same as, and I'm not saying Auburn is uh, going to make it to the Final Four, and certainly I'm not saying Georgia's going to make it to the Final Four. But here, here, here is something, as I was looking through today, uh, doing the Double R Prop Specials, and uh, on the season... Arkansas, as a team, is averaging 79.1, allowing 76.8. And I realize this is a small sample size because you only have two games. Arkansas, while in non-conference, averaged 79.1, or all games, I should say. That's through 14 games. Arkansas averaging 79.1 overall. But in the two SEC games, Arkansas is averaging 58.5. And defensively, I mentioned Arkansas in non-conference overall, 76.8. They are lying overall in two games defensively, 79.5. And then when you go down on the averages... Devontae Davis, four and a half. Khalif Battle, four and a half. Chandler Lawson. No, I, no, let me correct that. Battle is three and a half. Makai Mitchell is four and a half. Then Chandler Lawson is three and a half. L. Ellis, 0.0. Layden Blocker, which we hadn't played much. 0.0, and Joseph Pinion has played just that six-minute stretch against Auburn, 0.0. But then when you even get up to your starters, Jalen Graham, 6.5. Jeremiah Davenport, 7.0. Keon Minifield, 7.0. Trevin Bazil, 10 points. He's averaging 9.9. Uh, on the overall season. So he's pretty much meeting his average. Same thing with uh, Traymond Mark. 17 in SEC games, 17 in the overall season games. 59 points a game, I'm not sure, would win back before you had the shot clock. <laughs> Eddie Sutton, maybe. Yeah. Well, if you, if you look at these opponents, Auburn was an elite offense, was averaging in the mid-80s in scoring. They effectively got there on the road at Arkansas with 83 points. Uh, Georgia pretty much hit its number, mid-70s in scoring. Arkansas is not living up to it. You just went through it, Randy. And, mm-hmm. and, but the problems I see first and foremost are defensively. Sure. And, yeah. and the offense has had its struggles for sure. You know, a guy like Battle, who's been Arkansas's leading or second-leading scorer most of the year, has really dropped off in multiple games of late. That stretch back. That actually stretches back into the end of non-conference play. I think I think a couple of things. You look at Trevor in Brazil, by the way, in eight games last year, 11.8 points. He's down to 9.9. He was getting over eight and a half shots per game. Now it's under seven. Um, he, he's just, you know, these last, since that Duke game, you mentioned that, Arkansas's best win, and quad one win, the only one, 19-11 and two blocks. Kept three straight, you know, three games in a re- of recency at that time of double doubles. He hasn't been the same player since then. I hear the music. Kevin, either overrated or underachieving. And it may be a little bit of both. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on the Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8. 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. 
anywhere in the state, dial 8. Thank you, Buzz listeners, for a great 2023. We had a great year because of the support from our loyal Buzz fan base. We could not have done it without you. Chrysler's extended their incentives, and so we're going to keep passing on the savings to you. You'll save up to $13,000 off new Rams this month. Regular cab, quad cab, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. We got the truck you're looking for, and it's on sale. We're taking 10% off every new Ram heavy-duty in stock, 2023 and 2024 models. And you'll save up to 15% off the all-new Jeep Grand Cherokee. new Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram is priced to move. We'll do whatever it takes to make you a deal. Save up to $13,000 off new Rams this month. We're taking 10% off every new Ram heavy duty in stock. And you'll save up to 15% off the all new Jeep Grand Cherokee. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. We also promise you a hassle-free buying experience. Shop Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Metro Towing and Recovery can handle all your towing needs. With operations all over Central Arkansas, it doesn't matter what your towing needs are, we can handle it. We can tow or haul just about anything from motorcycles to industrial equipment. No matter what your towing needs are, Metro Towing and Recovery can tow your vehicle to where it needs to go and get there safely without you having to worry about any extra damage being caused along the way. For all your towing needs, call Metro Towing and Recovery at 501-225-3974. Since 1976, that's Metro Towing and recovery you call and we haul great friday edition of morning mayhem is in the books want to thank dan hampton heather baker and danny west also want to thank governor sarah sanders for coming in the studio and hanging out with roger and bez who will be on the road with justin moore on monday in aspen it's all coming up 6 to 10 a.m right here on 1037 the buzz monday morning the rest of my life gonna start today You've heard it here on The Buzz several times. Gary Hill MSS Oil. There hasn't been an oil man specialist like this since Who Shot JR. Well, we figured out who shot JR, and he wasn't even shot. He was caught at Splash Car Wash getting an oil change, full detail, and wash. All the Ewings were there. JR, Sue Ellen, Bobby, Pam, Miss Ellie. Get your oil changed the next time you're at Splash, and let them know JR, I mean Gary Hill, sent you. Call Gary Hill MSS Oil at 501-200-7089. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. We'll be rejoined in a moment by Kevin McPherson. Better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of our friends at Fence Brokers. But first, let's talk with Neil Atkinson by way of Saracen. Now, Neil, I love some of these odds that's been established on these NFL playoff games. I'll give you one. All right. Pittsburgh Buffalo. Buffalo is a nine and a half point favorite. So what I'm looking at that is super enticing. The over under is thirty four. Is Iowa yeah, play, is Iowa playing in this game? Well, Iowa an Iowa type uh, situation, maybe with about four feet of snow on the field, maybe, but. Uh... Yeah, they're, they're calling for heavy snow during that game uh, on on, uh, on Sunday. So that's going to be really interesting to watch. So and and it's going to be high winds and heavy snow. So that's probably having a lot to do with okay. it. Okay, uh, on okay. That particular one. Okay, so, I've been I've been studying Gusty the weather chart. So uh, the other one, yeah. I love this because of the history uh, between Green Bay and Dallas, particularly in the playoffs. You've got Green Bay as a seven-point dog, and the over-under is 50-and-a-half. This is a Cowboy team, on the other hand, that's scoring about 40 by themselves at home. Yep, um, I saw that one also. And uh, and all of the pundits that I've been looking at, reviewing, they have the over-and-under in that game circled. And I'm, you're willing to bet that, that they're recommending that you go to the uh, over on that particular <laughs> one. So... 
But, uh, you know, that's why they play the games. Uh, so uh, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, the Dallas, anytime the Dallas Cowboys play, uh, it always makes me nervous. Now that we're in the playoffs, there's even more money on them. So, uh, yeah, yeah uh, either somebody's going to be really happy or really sad after that game. Yeah. Uh, cause that one right now, that one right now is the one that we've got the most probably liability pouring in on right now. Yeah, I can understand that. And I won't say last but not least, we got the double R prop specials up. I was just going over with Kevin McPherson. I don't know if you had a chance to listen a few moments ago, but I was going yeah. over uh, the Arkansas scoring numbers since SEC play has begun, and. Um, <sighs> Well, when I when I'm I mean, trying to do these double R prop specials, I can't put zero point five on everybody. Yeah, I understand. Well, I'm I'm really glad that you do that because those double R prop specials are relevant to what's recently been happening and the to the statistics that the teams have been putting up. So um, I noticed that myself, and uh, I'm I'm really liking these this week. Now, just remember, usually not every double R prop. Is going to win. So your your choice is your 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 task is to pick the ones that you think will win. And there's a lot of winnable ones over there. So study them. Go with the ones. Go with your gut. If you're going to make a bet, and if you're an expert, hey, load up on them. You may come through. I mean, normally if I just said Devo Davis over four and a half points, over one and a half assists, I realize that's just plus one twenty five. But you're saying Devo Davis he can't score five points. He's only averaging four right now in conference play. So, there you go. That's right. There you go. All right, Neil, have a great weekend. We will talk with you next week. There's so much going on uh, in regards to Bet Saracen. You just got to go on the app to see what all is going on because there's NFL wild card specials, NFL playoff specials, NBA specials, NHL. The list goes on and on. If you want something, you'll find it where at Bet Saracen. Neil, have a great weekend. Stay warm, everybody, and good luck on your picks. Absolutely. Neil Atkinson, by way of Saracen, go online at BetSaracen.com. Better yet, go get the app in the App Store. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, I got to ask you, Kev, if you were looking at my double R prop specials for this game, and you heard Neil just a moment ago saying there are several attractive ones over here, uh, on here. Um, Jeremiah Davenport, eight and a half points over six and a half field goal, uh, field goals attempted. That's plus 325. Uh, L. Ellis, over one and a half points. He's just got to score a basket. Over 0.5 three-pointers, which he hadn't exactly been tearing it up from three as of late. But I'm telling you, it's, it's, getting, it's, it's almost like it was back in football. These numbers are getting almost impossible to come up with to make it fair for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, Randy, I don't gamble or do the parlays or any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But just I hearing understand. those raw numbers, just, just hearing those raw numbers, you'd think uh, Arkansas's players that were recruited here wouldn't have problems managing some of this. Uh, it just hasn't played out that way. I mean, you mentioned Dallas. I mean, he, he didn't score in the Bahamas. He didn't scratch. He started playing off the bench over there and he couldn't get going. His confidence has been down. He's not been a good system fit. He's not been able to play that lead guard role. I think Keon Minifield Jr. probably is the best fit for that, but he's also struggled in league play. I think there's a lot of problems on both sides of the ball. The defense, I think it's got to get fixed there. It always has been the place where if there's an identity on a Musselman team, it's, it's defense first and they're nowhere near it. I mean, 10th, 11th, and 17th in each of the past three seasons, those were their final rankings in Ken Palm and the adjusted defensive efficiency. Right now they're 95th in that metric. Nowhere near the top 20. And I think our eyes, the eye test tells us we see that. I mean, I could go through a litany of problems on that side of the ball. 
And then you saw what Tremont Mark did in this past game, just kind of carried Arkansas. That's not a formula for sustained winning. You need more than one guy playing hero ball, and I'm not blaming him. I'm saying yeah. kudos to him for stepping up, but it's going to take more than that. Um, you know, I think the one positive you take on the, in the first true road game was that Arkansas, after falling behind 13, down 10 at the half, they were within a possession deficit a couple of times late. Right around the five-minute mark, down three, 60-57, Brazil misses the front end of a one-and-one, or they could have gotten it even closer. I'm not just blaming that up, the loss on him. I'm saying that was what happened at that juncture. Um, then a mini-run by, by Georgia kind of put it a two, back to two, three-possession lead, and that was it. So Arkansas at least, at least, and, and a lot of that's on Tremont Mark kind of taking over. You know, we saw his numbers. He didn't just score. I mean, seven rebounds led the team. Three assists, three blocks, three steals. I'd like to see more guys on offense, but I always want to see Tremont Mark check those other boxes. That's what I thought Arkansas was getting when he transferred from Houston. He has had a double-double this year a few games back. We had the 11 rebounds. Arkansas needs more of that. He's turning in the right way. Maybe Keon Minifield snaps back into what we saw at the end in those last three games in non-conference. Maybe we see more from him. Devo Davis and Brazil to me, all SEC preseason picks, it just hasn't been there. They, they've got to step up. There's got to be leadership and accountability from those two. And I think guys like Battle, you know, I mean, maybe he's in a slump. He's not been a great defender, but he has been a scorer. Arkansas needs his offense. I mean, pieces have got to start to fall into place around this. Davenport's a guy that I thought gave Arkansas a positive second half against Georgia. He was battling on the glass, man. Even when he didn't get rebounds, he was fighting for them. And he hit some shots. He hit some big shots in that stretch. Who might be? Okay, let's let's just... Uh, let's just imagine who might be the five starters that you would put out there, Kevin, that would get you off to a good defensive start. Who would be the five that you would put on the floor? Because that, that is another issue that is, uh, this team is digging such a hole in the early beginning Rick talked about the six nothing uh, beginning against Georgia, uh, but that seems to be you're playing uphill the entire night. So, you're, well, there's the music. Okay, can you name off five real quick defensively who you'd, who you'd like to see start? Well, it's got to be Devo number one. I think Tremont Mark's getting better, so those are two. Randy, I can't give you an answer for the rest of them. Brazil's disappointed, other than some rim protection. Minifield's been good offensively. We haven't seen it defensively, although I like him in the starting lineup. Uh, Chandler Lawson's probably been the most consistent at the five defensively. All right, Kevin, have a great weekend. We'll talk with you next week. Kevin McPherson. When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Roger here. He's been raking leaves for over 45 years. With a twist of his trusty rake, he can shape a pile of leaves into a grizzly bear catching salmon. A one-fifth scale of Mount Rushmore. Whoa. Even a working international space station. Stunning detail, Roger. We're a lot like Roger raking leaves.